1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey
2: everybody, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Just wanted to pop in before the episode today because the Decimators of Dragons are back. This episode follows the Season 1 finale. We are caught back up in the timeline. And if you aren't caught up with Season 1 and don't want to be spoiled, I'd recommend... Saving these episodes until you are caught back up. Our new schedule will be one week of story A, which is Moot Glimm and Sully, the new crew, and one week of story B, which are the Decimators of Dragons. On and off like that until the end of season two. Also a little warning that this was an emotional episode for us as we were recording it. And it may be for you as well, dealing with a memorial and funeral for one of the characters. But that's all for now. Thank you, everybody. Let's get to the game. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons! We're a D&D 5th Edition actual play podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Tom Laird! Hey, that's me!
3: I play Flint Firebeard. And Amy Moore.
4: Hi, I play Thea Amastasia.
3: Hello. Thank Hello. you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, not with us today is Carla
2: Johnson. Spoiler alert. If you haven't listened to the finale and don't want to find out how season one ended, now's the time to stop listening.
3: Now. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, Yeah. I want to derail this immediately and ask. uh, It's been less than 30 seconds. (laughs) right. I like it. This Um, is on brand. If you had to give a TED talk, what would your TED talk be on?
4: Shit. Look at Russ's eyes. It's just like.
3: Well, Russ, you would like. I don't want to speak for you, but like audio editing. Hands down. Like, you could you could tell so many people so many things in a TED Talk situation.
2: I don't but, know. But what form of audio editing? Because, like, you just, I mean, anybody can go on YouTube and be like, audio editing. Yeah, but they all suck. <laughs> okay, it'd be audio editing and or podcast something. Heavy emphasis on the something. Sure. Amy?
4: Ah, oh, God, man, I don't know. I am. I do not think I am qualified to do a TED talk. Those kind of talks. It doesn't matter. It could be about something that I'm completely uninterested in, like, like editing audio for a podcast. (laughs) And then, but you listen to it. But you listen to it. Stop. But you listen to it, and it like changes your life anyway. Like that's what a TED talk is. Yeah, they're always like like, it could really be just so inspiring. Regardless of your interest in the topic So um, I don't know if I'm that awe inspiring But I really Like to garden so it would be something know. Like garden because Your life will be better
3: Okay, There you go and you uh, I would do a dedicated Ted talk to just Talk about the last round of golf I played Because I was really fucking good in it And I want to tell <laughs> everyone about it <laughs>
2: So this was just a segue of your own accord to talk about how. So how good was your goal? Oh my God. Um, you did
4: create anxiety within me in order to segue yourself into talking about golf. That's right. I think that was really selfish of you, talk. I am.
3: It doesn't matter. I wanted to talk about it, and that was my way in. Uh, no, it was really good. I was playing so well. Everything was working great. It was a fantastic day. Wow. Shoot, like, 18 under? Uh, well, it was a team event. Uh, no, but I mean, enough. let's be honest, it was <laughs> the, the team was me um, yeah. as as it usually is. Yeah. Tom,
4: so, so humble. so humble,
3: but I played so Modest. well. Normally
4: I am, but I
3: played so well. Humbleness is out the window for this one. Yeah. That's how it's good I play.
4: Humbleness. Yep.
3: Well, that's Humility. good. i it was... Humility? Humility. Uh, so,
2: welcome to our podcast, uh, Tom Talks About Golf. Yep, golf talk. Uh, yeah, golf talk. We're also... Strap in for the next and... 90 minutes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, all
2: right, so we're going to be running two feeds. Tom's feed <laughs> is just going to be talking about golf, and then this one. So, pan left. Just leave the left earbud in for Tom Golf. Leave the right earbud in for D&D. Perfect. Okay? This is going to be... We're breaking we're... new ground Ooh. here. Yep. Yep. It's going to be real weird. If you want a real mind, you blow your mind, just put both of them in. They sync up to Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, weird how we did <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But it's, I mean, everything does. Russell will
4: tell you all about it in his TED Talk.
2: Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh, we're at Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast. And we're also on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. And when you are a patron of Dungeons & Dragons, you have an episode dedicated to you. Like today's episode is dedicated to Richard Lorenz. Thanks, Richard. Richard. Richard.
4: You're awesome. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you very much, Richard. You can no, check it out. Thank you very much. Patreon.com slash if all the golf talk is done, yes, it's done. I promise. Put
4: your finger away.
2: If all the gar- gardening stuff is done, I
4: literally said one thing, and it was because I was forced to. You were but put I could on could the spot. About, I could talk about this reusable metal straw for days. This is
2: this is great audio. Yeah, clink it around in the glass.
3: Oh yeah, that's coming through loud yeah. and clear.
4: It's that's good for those of you who can't quite see. It's Rainbow. I don't know if that's really picking up on the video for our patrons, but it's Rainbow. Well, it's
3: Pride Month, so it has to be Rainbow. It's the law. Saving
4: the world. Yep. Like, just be in there. And, and. Fuck it. Let's play D&D. That's it's like Russ is just take. waiting. My brain, brain literally went
2: open on a scene at Waterdeep. It's about a week after the final battle at the Well of Dragons. The remaining forces have all made their way back to Waterdeep. And there is a massive gathering outside Castle Waterdeep. Up from a large balcony We see Lady Laryl Silverhand, Leosin, and Lord Daggled Never Ember moving to address a waiting crowd that stands before them, which is a large percentage of the population of the surrounding area of Beirun who have and had come to Waterdeep escaping the cult's reach. All around the city, we see flags at half-mast from all of the various factions and alliances from around Faerun. Alongside them, we see banners of the Decimators of Dragons. Before Lady Leril Silverhand, we see a large casket. And in front of that casket is Nulara's sword, Dragon Slayer. Down in front, battle weary and scarred, we see Flamikin's Thaddeus, Delane Winterhound, and all number of allied forces leaders. Lady Leryl goes to address the crowd. During the speech, she goes on to say that of the Allied forces, more than half were lost. Including one of the Beacons of Hope. Nulara Moonbrook. Struck down while defeating Tiamat herself. We look around the crowd, and there's a noticeable absence. Flint and Thea are nowhere to be seen. We cut to an unmarked caravan on the road between Waterdeep and the High Forest. It's raining, pouring rain. Two figures are at the seat of the caravan, hoods over their heads as they move down a all-but-empty road. We move in on the figures to see Flint and Thea, Donnie seated behind them in the caravan, and they are traveling. What are you two doing and talking about?
4: Well, Thea is for sure smoking a joint. She's regressed a little bit after uh, the loss of her bestie and um, is kind of slumped down. Horrific posture, hood over her head. Silent, which is odd for her.
3: Uh, Flint is just kind of scanning the tree line next to the road because he's a soldier. He's always on guard. You never know when someone's going to jump out there.
4: See, I hope someone jumps out there.
2: I imagine it's been silent for quite a while. Um, You two, after returning to Waterdeep, met with Leosin. We cut back to a couple days earlier as you arrive back in Waterdeep. I mean, you go to Leosin's chambers as uh, kind of a, a debrief of sorts. And he's uh, seated at his desk, just kind of blankly staring as you as you two enter.
3: Then <laughs> just flops down in a chair.
4: The uh, I think paces around the room. Uh, so um, how's things?
2: How, um. Well, thanks. Thanks to you, we we won. That's that's how things are. The cult's forces have retreated. All that were left, and we uh, we estimate a good number of them were killed on the battlefield.
4: Would you say at least eighty percent?
2: You know what? I am a man of math. I would say somewhere in the vicinity of 80%. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back home on that one.
3: I mean, you say it was a win, but it it doesn't really feel like it.
2: (laughs) No, no, it it does not feel like a win today. Um, This is what we had discussed before you left is that we prepared for the worst hoped for the best which overall Faerun is safe for now but at a cost of many of our own including our dear friend Nulara
3: I mean I know, I know we had the uh... The conversations before we left but I'll be honest with you I didn't think we'd need him just thought it was a formality
2: that's what I hoped for as well Flynn I I knew the battle that you were going into would be one that would be hard to win
4: What are we supposed to do now?
2: In in terms of what, Thea? I, I
4: don't know. I think just in, in terms in of anything.
2: In general. What, what Our do we purpose
4: do? is a little gone now. Um...
2: I understand. You... It's not going to seem like much consolation, but you will be uh, greatly rewarded for your service... To Waterdeep.
3: Oh, I don't give a shit about that. And to Fabroom. Yeah. No,
2: I get it.
4: Give my half to New Lara's family.
2: Yeah, mine too. That comes to what New Lara wanted to do. In the event that she did not make it back. There will be a ceremony held here in the city all will be invited to celebrate those that fought. Those that won and came back and those that won and paid the ultimate price. New Lara understood that this might be something but said that she did not want to be part of it, in a direct sense. And she requested that you, Flint and Thea, take her back to High Forest to her family.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Done, yeah, when do we leave. You can leave as soon as you are ready. I'm ready. Yep, let's go.
4: Is there anything else that New Lara said to you? Um, I don't know. Anything she may have written or that she wanted us to know in the event of her. You know.
2: She has given explicit instructions where her material possessions are to go and where her remains are to be laid to rest. She knew that this could happen, and knowing Nulara as much as I did, this is a way that if she had to go out, This is the way she wanted to do
4: it. Well, I can't argue with you there. Blaze of Glory was always...
3: Yep, I mean...
4: (laughs) I mean, we discussed it once on that train. Top five ways to go. Blaze of Glory was one.
2: (laughs) We will pack everything into an unmarked caravan and sends you on your way. You will travel alone. I don't anticipate much in terms of uh, resistance along the way. At the very least, anything that you two cannot handle. After that, any place you want within the realm is yours. Any position is yours any task is yours we are here to help you find purpose where you can for now your task as you have said is to take Nulara home And we cut back to the caravan. Silence. Still. You can tell you're you're getting closer to where Nulara's family's homestead is, based on the directions and distances you've traveled and have been given um, by Leosin, because you yourselves have not been there. Uh, maybe you and Nulara have talked about it, but he's given you direct very explicit directions on how to get there.
4: Hey, do you, do you think New Laura asked to go back home because she knew what an utter pain in the ass it would be to travel her all this way back <laughs> to go and put her, like, with her family? Do you think that's why she did it?
3: I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. I honestly wouldn't.
4: Bitch got the last laugh, didn't she?
3: She was always crafty, though. You knew she would.
4: Uh, shouldn't have been her.
3: No, I mean, it it should have been all of us. Yeah. I didn't think we were walking away.
4: Feels guilty as I feel because I feel guilty. I think that's survivor's yeah. remorse. Yeah,
3: just, uh, just, just a little bit.
4: I could have done more. I could have got to her faster.
3: I mean, I think we all could have done more.
4: I don't think you could have done more.
3: I think I could have. I I saved the- my my one big shot for the for the very end. And what if I'd done it sooner? Maybe it would have been enough to... to have her
4: survive. You you beat the shit out of a five-headed dragon.
3: But I still, I still feel like I could have done more.
4: Maybe it's just the way it was supposed to be. Or whatever.
2: Could have been. I think at this point, uh, the rain's letting up, and you put your hood down. Flint, you were underneath the largest blast of flame from Tiamat. As was previously discussed, armor was melting into skin, was melting into dragon scale, as you lower your hood, having been magically healed by this point. What
3: does Flint look like now? Uh, definitely more scarred than before. Uh, there's a patch of his beard that like will not grow back. Oh, God! I mean, that magical healing can only do so much.
2: In terms of the amount of dragon scale that we see, you had previously last we saw... It was uh, on your arm and chest. What does it look like now?
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, similar, maybe a little more encroachment up the neck.
4: I turn over and I kind of touch the scales on your neck. I'm like, what's it feel like?
3: Doesn't really feel any different than it did before. I I mean, I know it would feel different for you, but for you touching me, it, it feels the same.
4: Hmm. Do you have to like clean them with a toothbrush? Because I had a turtle once, and I had to clean his shell and scales with a toothbrush.
3: I mean, you know those like really coarse brushes that people use on their feet. Oh yeah. I use one of those, and it seems to do the job pretty well.
4: I bet that feels really good.
3: I mean, it does. It do feels- you shed any? No, I haven't noticed any. Uh, I'm sure that they probably do, but you know, like when you have an itchy back and someone just hits that spot perfectly? That's what it feels like when I use that brush. It's great.
4: Oh. That's, That's very intimate sharing. Flint, thank you.
2: You continue traveling for a while. Everybody make a perception check.
4: What? I don't even have my dice out. You're playing D&D.
3: What are you doing? I mean, you should have uh, your dice sometimes out. Sometimes
4: I have my dice out and I never get to use them. Yeah. Uh,
3: 15 for me.
4: Oh, wait. Perception. My perception is good. 17. I rolled an 8. <gasps> oh, yay for a bonus.
2: Flint, you, you're watching the, the line there, so you can roll with advantage, too. Oh, Sure, because you it. you you had previously mentioned that you were
3: watching the it was it on it? Uh, it was less than the fifteen. So okay.
4: Plus, uh, you know, I distracted him a bit by talking sure. about grooming habits.
3: It's true.
2: Thea, uh, you see, well, both of you see um, ahead of you a man standing in the road. Does he look friendly? He he doesn't look unfriendly.
4: Does he look hurt? Nope,
2: Thea you notice some movement off to the right in the trees as you have made your way more into high forest now. and as you approach him, he calls out and says, "Ah, hey, hey, hey there what uh what brings you? What brings you out out this far?:
4: That business is my own.
2: Hmm. fair enough. Transporting goods, services, something else. Precious cargo. Hmm.
3: Good.
4: good. I I look at Flint and I go, "Precious cargo, precious fucking cargo." The
3: most precious. You know this.
4: This guy's gonna fucking try to steal from us, Flint. God damn it! I mean, has it been so long?
3: (laughs) I think we can handle this one, dude.
4: And then I, I nudge my head over to the right where there is movement in, in the forest on the side. And I'm like, it's not just the one. It's never just the one dude.
3: Well, shit.
2: <laughs> uh, the guy has kind of put himself in the way of your carriage.
4: I draw my bow. And I it's aim just, it at him. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what seems to be the problem here? Who are you? Ah, uh, then my my name yes, my name. Yes, your is, name. Well, my friends call me Davy, but I don't know if you're on with uh, for friends yet.
4: What's your last name, Davy? Jones. Davy Jones. Yeah. Are you bullshitting me right now? Why would I do that? This dude does not look like any motherfucking pirate I know. Davy.
3: Reminds me of that uh, traveling bard. There was another Davy Jones, though, so he renamed uh, to David Bowie.
4: Oh, well, maybe he can rename himself to David Arrow after I put one of these in his leg.
2: I might not want to do that if I were you. See, I've got friends in the trees who...
4: Would you say they're friends in high places? Are they up in the trees?
2: Uh, You're good. You're good, you. (laughs) Uh, I got friends in the trees up in high places and they've they're a little bit on they're a little bit iffy on people traveling down their road so they may have things trained on you is all I'm telling you their road what What makes it their road well since you know there's not many people out here it's taking claims it's just redividing the land back to who it should belong to and and it's not me it's not me. It's it's my boss. He he likes to he likes he likes this plot of land.
4: Who's your boss?
2: Oh I like I said, I don't know if we're friends yet, my dear.
4: Oh, I don't need to be friends with you to talk to your boss.
2: Fair enough. Anyways, I ask you to lower your weapons. We just want to take a look at what you're transporting, and then we'll let you on your way.
4: What side of the battle did you fight on?
3: Side of the battle.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not heard...
3: Yeah, you know, the big... Mm, oh Big yeah. battle that just happened.
4: The, the Five-headed dragon the big and all.
2: <laughs> the big thing. Uh, we we didn't fight in the
4: battle. Oh, you didn't fight in the battle. No. So you are currently enjoying your unenslaved life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so wonderful. And who do you have to thank for that?
2: I mean, ourselves, obviously. We didn't get in the mix of all that.
4: Thea releases an arrow into this dude's foot. She is not fucking around, and she is kind of like a loose cannon at this point.
2: Okay, roll for attack. I'm gonna roll for actually attack. roll for
3: initiative, and then roll for attack.
4: Sorry, Flint. I don't know if you were looking for this kind of party, but if they Thea's were gonna ready come to near party. the party, I
3: was gonna start swinging. So it's fine.
4: <laughs> I didn't even want to wait. The fact that he didn't even know who never. You know what? I can't even get into it right now. Um, it's only fifteen. But do I get to go first anyway? Because you I surprise stress. attacked him.
2: Well, yeah, you get a you get a, a a first round. Okay. Okay, you loose an arrow.
4: It's a twenty, not, not now. Okay. Uh, and I it's just with my longbow. It's one. so it's seven piercing damage.
2: So you loose this arrow. And it flies, you're aiming for his foot. I'm
4: just aiming for his foot. Maybe even right between his toes if I could be so accurate.
2: Uh well we'll say you hit the foot. Um but yeah, it goes right into the top of his foot and into the ground.
4: Good, yeah, I don't I don't really want him to move.
2: Yeah, a good foot and a half at least into the ground. The ground's really wet at this foot point. Foot and, and a he- half.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh we're here all day, guys. So it goes through his foot, and he lets out a scream and says,
4: Why did you do that? Because you don't know.
2: I don't know what. Guys, get him! And we're to the top of initiative, which is you.
4: Which is me. Oh, wow! That
3: never happens.
4: I am right. You've taken on a new
3: energy ever (gasps) since the Lord Yeah.
4: So can I look around and see who I saw in the forest?
3: Uh, make a
2: investigation check.
4: Uh, well, that's a 20.
2: Uh, you see, yeah, you give a quick glance to the side. You see one archer for sure off to your right um, up in a tree.
3: Was it um, Sterling Archer or Mallory Archer?
2: Wasn't that good of, an, uh, of a... Investigation check. Going to have to get a little closer to find out. Uh, You see one archer off into the right and you see movement in the deck kind of down below off to the left.
4: Okay. I decide to Eldritch Blast off to the right.
2: Uh, Into into the person in the tree? Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, It's an eighteen. That will hit.
4: Okay, so a beam of crackling energy streaks toward him or her or it, whatever Um, it is. uh, get
2: three beams, though, right? I do have
4: three beams, so I'm going to roll three times. That is a 15.
2: A 15 will not hit.
4: That is a 20, not natural.
2: Yes, that will hit, so you get two beams. Okay, so I have
4: two beams. I'm going to, do I see two off to my right, one to my left?
2: Uh, You see one archer up in the trees, there's the guy in front of you, and you see movement from the trees lower down off to your left.
4: Alright, well I'm going to hit uh, with both Eldritch Blasts the person up in the trees because I kind of want to leave the other guy alive because I want him to know.
2: Okay.
4: <laughs> face, I was like, oh, this is the crazy Amy playing d and D. I I remember. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, so the damage on this guy's 1d10? Yeah, 1d10 force damage. Ah, two, ooh, and a nine. So 11 force damage to dude in tree. Please tell me to knock him from the tree.
2: So both bolts fly from your hands and...
0: They're
4: purple.
2: Both purple bolts fly from your hands and strike the archer and you hear him yell out as an arrow goes flying up into the canopy on the other side and you hear crackling branches as he falls to the ground and takes another uh, two damage as he hits the ground. So it's 11. Yeah. The guy out in front, uh, it it is his turn. Davy. It is Davy's turn. Bring it, Davy. And he looks down at his foot, and he's trying to figure out how to pull... He's just making (laughs) motions towards his foot. He's trying to figure out how to get this out of his foot. And you see him break it off.
4: Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, he's not pulling it either I know,
4: I was going to question his sanity at that point.
2: Uh, You see him break it off and lift his foot up over the last bit. And he's, oh, God, you guys are terrible. And he pulls and draws his sword and begins rushing the carriage. It's the middle time.
3: <laughs> do 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 do. It's middle time. It's middle, middle time.
2: time. <laughs> Welcome back to the middle, everybody. This is where we tell you about all the crazy, cool things we have going on. And September has been a wild and crazy.
4: It's been a wild ride, you
0: guys. It really yes. has been. Yeah, it really has been. Okay.
2: First off, let us tell you to stop slamming doors. <laughs> As soon as I start talking.
4: <laughs> you could have waited to talk as you saw no, me trying to put you, my dice away. you start moving as soon as I start talking. That's not
2: true. First off, let me tell you about all of the cool new Patreon tiers. And by me, I mean all of us. All of us. Because we're a group. We have new Patreon tiers. And we want you to go check them out. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We have a whole ton of new exclusive content going on. Like what, Tom? Tell us. Give us a little hint, hint, nudge, nudge at what some of that that sweet goodness is.
3: Exclusive content up the yin yang. Let me tell you that much. Uh, We have, uh, what, 20 plus hours? I'm sure we've got to be close to 30 by the end of this month. Yeah, there we go. We've got all sorts of bonus content for you in the Patreon tiers, and you can get in on that for as little as $2 per month. That's all it takes. That show you get at two
2: dollars a month, Tom runs. Oh, that's the one.
3: That's the one. Uh, yeah, we're we're we do a, a game called the Side Scrollers that IDM where Russ, Amy, and Carla play three completely different characters, same world that we're set in, but nothing to do with the other timelines that we got going on.
2: Trust me, we just played two episodes coming up. It has nothing to do with anything that we have going on. Nope.
4: No, it is Truth. It is out there, man.
2: But very fun. And we want you to go check that out. At the $5 tier, we got some other bonus stuff. What do we got over there, Carla?
4: Well,
0: uh, more bonus content. We are just giving you too much of us, maybe? Couldn't be. Couldn't be too (laughs) much. Couldn't be. Dungeons downtime, where we kind of do a quick little recap about each episode, about like what we thought about it. How funny we think we are. How much we so cried, funny. you know. Whatever. All that
3: usual stuff. Lots all that of usual stuff.
0: So that that comes out every week and then all the other stuff plus other extra bonus episodes and you get early access to our new podcast. It's coming soon. It's called Facing Fate. So just 5 bucks plus all the stuff that was in that $2 tier as well, of course.
2: There's a whole bunch of other great stuff. Um, uh, We we even put one of the biggest feedback was that people wanted to play games with us. And you know what? We're doing that this
3: month. It's very exciting.
4: Arguably one of our most or the most exciting tier, uh, I think, is our $100 tier, which is our pie in the sky tier, if you will. And you get to play in a monthly, two hour max, one shot with at least two cast members uh, one dm and one player and the audio will then be released to the community as like an extra monthly episode but just ultra special because we get to play with you and we have someone playing with us this month oh my
3: God. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be really oh awesome
0: my God. you know who you are it's super exciting but there's room
4: for more so you can come play too if you want there are yeah we there can be how many people there can be four people who join us.
2: One thing to clarify with that tier is that you don't have to sign up with it for every month. We understand that it is a very expensive tier.
4: That would be lucrative.
2: Um, we've had many, many questions as to, you know, how long do I got to stay? You, you, you pay for a month, you play a game, and then you can drop down to a lower tier wherever you're more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's a special treat or it's something you, if it's something you want to do for the rest of forever, <laughs> sure, we won't stop. God, ya.
4: I will play with you every month in the game in the <laughs> in the sandbox which wherever no um, we will play a game with you Absolutely. every month if that's what you want that's what we want
2: patreon.com slash dumb dragon go check out all those sweet new tiers lots of other great cool stuff up there now some other things that we've got going on in Edmonton which is where Amy and I are mm-hmm. there's this thing called Edmonton Expo which is like our comic con here and we're gonna be playing a live show there all four of
4: us ah! Uh, if you don't speak russ that he means we are going to be playing a live show, and Tom and Carla are going to be coming to join us. Yeah. That's what I said! <laughs> Some people's ears don't reach that register of...
3: Sorry. But the I've dogs listening it. will love it.
4: Yeah, the
0: dogs are really yeah. into it. We will be in Edmonton doing a live show on Saturday, September 21st. At
2: 1245.
0: We would love to see you there. We are so excited to see each other and play a game around the table, but...
4: It would be extra dope if you were there. It sure would yeah, be. We're gonna try to record the content.
2: We are. We are going to record. We are the content. going
4: to record the content. So if you. So, no, go ahead. No, you really want to say it. You do it. No, you want to say no. it so bad. <laughs> so if you aren't able to come and see us, we will get you that audio, and it will be like you're experiencing it with us there. Well, now you can talk. God damn it.
2: Uh, yeah, so we got that live show going on, which is going to be super sweet. But then it was also announced this week that the new podcast of from Wizards of the
3: Coast that's happening starting next week. And guess what? We're a part of that, too. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're episode yeah. two. We are episode two. Come with us on a trip into hell.
2: As far as yes. the relay goes, I don't know what they call that second position. It's not the anchor.
3: It's the second
0: position. I think it's probably just the second Second position in that seven podcast relay.
3: Yeah. Right. Second position, but not second fiddle.
2: So that's going to be released on the Dungeon Delve podcast RSS feed. I'll link it down in the description. Check that out. There'll be seven episodes along with podcast North by North Quest, How We Roll, Royal Nerd Theater, Dungeon Drunks, Red Moon Role Playing, and The Broadswords. And it was organized uh, by Victoria Rogers of The Broadswords. And... Daniel Kwan of right. Asians Represent. We're very excited to be part of that. Ours is episode two. And no, I can't tell you any spoilers because I don't no. want to spoil the content. So you no just gotta spoilers. listen to it.
0: But it's fun. But it's so much fun.
2: Anyways, we've talked to you and your ear off for too long. So get back to that episode. Hope, hope you're not crying too much. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>
3: Flint, it's your turn. And how close is he? Um, How far away did you guys stop from him? I would say pretty close, 20 feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Sure, yeah, then he's within 15 He's he's moving towards. Uh, I'm going to do that really cool thing in kung fu movies where the hero just, like, slowly approaches, and you're like, oh, no, like, something bad's going to happen. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, um, swing my axe. Oh, I guess I'm using my, uh, moist tongue longsword, since it's back in my possession. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna, under my breath, say moist, because it's still embarrassing for Flint when he has to stay out loud.
4: But, <laughs> but is it really intimidating if you're walking slowly towards moist. someone and you just go,
0: moist.
3: Moist. Alright, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Roll with with it. changed yep. opinion on this. Uh, as Flint slowly walks towards this man, he just kind of, not super loudly, but looks him right in the eye as he's walking towards him and just says, moist. And then like. <laughs> Which kind of stops
2: him in his tracks and he's like, what?
4: Yeah. Hey, don't kill him all the way dead. Okay, Flint.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can do. Uh, Russ, I would like to not kill him all the way dead, if at all possible. <laughs> uh, non- non-lethal damage, got it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so first attack is... A 24. Yeah. hmm yeah, that will hit. Uh, it's 14 damage. Oh, plus there's cold damage, hang on here. 14 plus... And 8, so 22 damage. 8 cool. of which is cold.
2: Okay, so you strike into you move forward slowly, stupefying Davey uh with your moist. Um mm-hmm. and uh strike into his uh strike into his like arm and shoulder there. Um and the skin it, it becomes blackened from the from the cold damage and he's like ah he's that's out a big guttural ah. And he drops to a knee. He's still, uh, he's still fighting the good fight? Um, well, I mean, he's dropped to a knee, and he's got a pretty big, open, gaping flesh wound, but, uh, he's still alive, and, uh, because you're lethal damage, uh, but still conscious.
3: Okay. Uh, next attack was only a 14?
2: 14 will not hit. Goes off of his armor.
3: And third attack's at 21. That will hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, so that is 6 and another 6 of cold damage. So 12 all said and done.
4: At this point, Thea puts her feet up like like up, you know? Like if she were at a desk, her feet would be on the desk. I'm not I'm not sure how that works at a carriage. Also, is Tiny pulling our carriage cuz I really feel like he would be? You tell me. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so, yeah, absolutely, Tiny is pulling your carriage. Do the other two, Buttercup and and Tiny, Buttercup, and...
3: Clip-clop, Russ.
2: Clip-clop, clip-clop. clip-clop. I, I didn't prepare for the horses to come back.
4: Uh, sure, we don't need all three, but I say we have all yeah, three right anyway because it's nostalgia. Yep. Also, probably want to give Buttercup back to...
2: You strike again into Davy, more blackened, like frostbitten bitten wound um, along his other side, um, and he drops his longsword into the mud, and he looks up at you and says, Okay, okay, we're sorry. You hear where the archer fell, kind of a groaned, uh, as you hear somebody trying to stand up. Flint. You catch an arrow in the back.
4: Oh, I guess they're not sorry enough.
2: From off to the left. And you're going to take seven piercing damage as this... Oh, no, that was, that was a crit 20. Uh, sorry. Uh, that is 16 piercing damage as this goes straight
3: through your shoulder. Okay, I'm going to down that by three because of my heavy armor mastery. You've taken the bolt, and then you hear,
2: uh, coming off to the left there, heavy footsteps and a guttural call as a man with a axe comes running out towards you, swinging. Uh, that's going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. That's going to be 14 slashing damage to you. I will take 11 of that. You have an Axeman, Davy, in front of you.
4: Thea's chilling like a Thea's villain behind.
2: chilling <laughs> like a villain, although you have seen the arrow kind of go through. Well, not kind of. Yeah. Come out and I'm go watching through. watching still. Um, and we're back to the top, and it is your turn, Thea. You didn't close your eyes when you kicked your feet
4: up. That <laughs> does sound like something I would do. Uh, so I hop down, and I walk out, and as I do so, is there a way I can, like, prepare a spell and make it look fucking super cool. Like, st- like think like Storm in X-Men. Like how she would raise up off, her eyes would go white, things would get weird, you know shit's about to happen, but it doesn't quite happen. Okay,
2: tell me what, what you do. Okay. So, tell me what you want to do and yeah. then we'll, we'll just we'll okay. figure out how it... Yeah.
4: Because yeah. uh, I'm really going for an intimidation tactic here.
2: Okay, so we'll, we'll go, for an, you're, go for an intimidation move, but you're using... A spell. Yes, I'm
4: going to use. Before you release it. Exactly. I'm going to use Call Lightning. Okay. So I'm going to take a page out of Flint's book and I'm going to walk forward creepily. Actually, first, because, okay, here's what I'm imagining, right? So we've got, like, poor New Lara's body in the back, um, the carriage. We've got Tiny in the middle, the two other, like, seemingly itty bitty ponies to either side, right? Well, I hop up and I walk. On top of tiny. So I'm huge and I'm up there, right? And so I put my hands out to the side and because it was already raining and very scarily, like, you know, outside, I'm going to call lightning. And so I'm going to create a storm cloud right above us, like all the scary booming, crashing, you can see it all. And I look down at them and I say, I will give you one chance to surrender to the decimators of dragons.
2: Um, make an intimidation roll.
4: you have to fucking roll after all that? Yeah. It's like a one. They're like, I'm not scared of you. You're fine. <laughs> it's a one. They're not scared of me. I would also just like to say.
2: You didn't say anything. An audio oh, podcast.
4: Right. Well, some people are watching. I just showed my shirt. It is the doomed and determined shirt with a D twenty fold with ones.
2: Go to our T Public store to. Yeah, get, get one that of
4: those. If if it represents you as much as it represents me.
2: Oh well. Okay. Plus your intimidation, you don't get a natural one. Like that doesn't count uh, okay. for. Okay.
4: Fine. It's a three.
2: Okay. <laughs> they they see you. And you see kind of a hint of fear and then they're like, we can take you. And you don't scare them at all.
4: <laughs> Alright, well then...
2: Uh, wh- whose turn is Donnie going on? We didn't oh. determine that. Because Donnie's got to go on a turn.
3: Should Donnie go on my turn? Sure.
4: Hey, yeah. no, wait a minute. You get three turns. I want Donnie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're fighting over like custody of like a like a poor orphaned child. <laughs>
2: There's his stats there. So okay. what do you want him to do? Uh,
4: okay, well, while I'm being scary, uh, I'll say, oh, I don't scare you. Well, maybe he will. Uh, he is going to flat forward and use weakening breath. Because, I mean, in the back of our minds, we know we're good guys, but these guys are being dill holes. And while I prefer not to kill any of them. Sure. I obviously couldn't uh, intimidate him. So who them. are you
2: targeting? If um, you're targeting the two guys on the ground by Flint, you're gonna get Flint as well.
4: Oh, well I don't want him to get Flint, so maybe he's just gonna he's just gonna fly and bite. He's gonna bite uh Axeman. Okay. I'm not gonna use that. The one that rolled the one. Well that only rolled a six. Plus six is twelve.
2: Uh so, nope. No, 12 does not hit, but um, I'll give you another Intimidation roll on that um, with Donnie's, what's Intimidation? Charisma. Donnie gets a plus three.
4: 17.
2: As they don't seem phased, which is ridiculous, by your Fucking call good. lightning, out of the carriage comes a medium-sized gold dragon. And he flaps his wings up in the air, flies forward, and basically swoops by the axe, which sends him stumbling backwards, and he falls into the mud. He's now prone. Davy as well falls backwards, um, and you hear from off in the trees, "Holy fuck!" And you hear footsteps. Um, one kind of scaling down a tree, the other one begins booking it into the woods. So, you, it is uh, Davy's turn. And is it he,
4: not my turn?
2: You already do went. It. Yours was called lightning.
4: I didn't use it.
2: Well, you were intimidating. I thought that was it.
4: No, if they weren't scared of it, I was going to burn them with it.
2: Oh, fuck. Okay.
4: <laughs> I thought we were Before just it. jumping backwards at uh, Donnie there for a minute.
2: <laughs> I thought you were done your stuff. So.
4: No, because if it didn't scare them, I was absolutely going to use it.
2: Okay, so what do you want to do?
4: Well, I'm going to call fucking lightning. Okay. I'm gonna do. Oh, it just happens. That's nice.
2: So, who are you aiming for?
4: I am going to. Oh God, I don't want to. I don't want to kill anybody.
2: Yeah, there's no not. There's no um, with magical damage. Uh, there's no. I can't
4: hold back. You aim for the X man. He's yeah, fallen he prone. He hasn't yep. taken any damage yet. All right. Uh, so I point to the Axeman, and a bolt of lightning flashes down, and he's not near anybody, is he? He's uh, no, he's fallen prone, side. so he's
2: he's like ten feet away
3: from Flint, five, okay. five to ten feet away. Good.
4: So you must take a dexterity saving throw.
3: Nope. Good. That's
4: like so a six. So
3: 3d10. Also, if you're prone, I would imagine you would have, like, disadvantage, you have disadvantage. at the best. I roll I rolled a two. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, if you're outdoors in stormy conditions when you cast a spell, the spell gives you control over the existing storm instead of creating a new one. And under such conditions, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. Uh,
2: canonically, there is a storm going on.
4: Ah, 4d10. I'll
3: suck on that. Two. He's going to suck on that lightning.
4: <laughs> he's going to suck. I'm going to put my rod of lightning right inside of his mouth and he's going to suck on it. I apologize, listeners. No, I don't. Not really. No, you don't. Not really. okay here we go that is 14 17 19 lightning damage
3: I was expecting like 32 but that was pretty still good
2: your call lightning comes down and like hits the chest plate of uh, of this axe warrior and like it Like goes out into all of his limbs and he is now seemingly unconscious on the ground. There's smoke coming up from uh, from his chest. You're uncertain if he's alive or dead.
4: He Um, is in a dark place. It is
2: Davy's turn and he sees all of this happen and he's fallen backwards into the mud with Flint standing over top of him and he's like, okay, okay, okay. You're good.
4: Don't hurt me. Last time you said that, my buddy got an arrow in the back.
2: Yeah, I know, but they're. Didn't you hear them leave? There was only the two of
4: them. It's like I don't even have a weapon anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I jump off the horse and I go. You better not be related to New Lara Moonbrook. Who? Good. Would not that be fucking awful if I just like killed her?
3: <laughs> it would be less than ideal.
2: I mean, that would be kind of a dick move for me to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Sender
4: Brothers. Whoops. So where's uh, your so boss
3: sorry. friend?
2: Um, you you want you want you want to know where bo- the boss is? Do you? Hmm. Well, I, what if what if we just decided to say that none of this ever happened? I go on my way, and you go on your way.
4: I don't know. I don't know, Flint, if he's learned his lesson.
3: I mean, let's see here. Arrow through the knee, or arrow through the foot. Foot, yeah. Got a couple slices on the old chest. Mm
4: -hmm, mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. I mean, he's pissed himself, so...
4: Yeah, that's awkward. I thought the rain would hide that. It didn't. Yeah. We are Flint and Thea okay. and Nulara. You owe your lives to us. Now in more ways than one.
2: Wait. You 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 you're Flint Thea and Nulara. Fuck. Okay. Yep. My my boss's name is is Axel Axel Morelli. And, 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 and his headquarters is in, is in Hellgate Dell? kind of corner High
3: Forest? Well, we're going to tell you what. If you see us coming to the compound, you get the fuck out of there. Because we're not going to spare you again. Well, I'm not even going to be at the compound. Oh, good. Then get the fuck out of here, then. <laughs>
4: okay, yep, yep, yep okay Let, let's say something inspiring honest living motherfucker yeah yeah okay go he and take your smoky friend with you
2: he he go kind of, he scrambles up and out of the mud you see him move for his long sword nope
4: you're he, gonna you leave see, yeah.
2: that there nope that's
4: that's fair that's ours now that's understandable
2: okay come on come on come on come on benson let's let's go he see him kind of drag his friend to reach for a pulse he's like, He he's dead um, maybe, maybe, maybe I can leave him here? No, you okay. take
4: him with you. It is ba- your fault.
2: He's dragging him as you're saying this. He's like, Yeah, I got it. Buried him somewhere.
4: It. Okay, thank you. Flint, I totally killed that guy. I didn't mean to.
3: It's okay. I mean, they kind of had it coming. Yeah, a little bit. Plus, that fucking cool lightning show thing you did, I was intimidated. I liked it.
4: Thank you. Good God.
2: You pack yourselves back up, tend to your wounds, and uh, head back on the trail. Um, it's uh, another few hours. Um, anything notable that you guys want to discuss before you get to uh, the Moonbrook branch, for lack of a better term?
3: Uh, question, Russ. What was the name of that place that the boss was in? Hellgate Dell. Because, I mean, maybe this guy's been hassling new Lauren's family and we need to go take care of him. We'll find out. Uh,
4: would you say we're traveling for another four hours? Sure. Okay. I go into a trance at that time. With the help of
2: weed. So, no talking whatsoever. Got it.
4: No, yeah, I go into a trance. Um, I respond with "Mm mm-hmms and I gain back my spell slot.
3: Uh, short rest
2: if you're so inclined there.
3: Flint. I don't need it, I'm fine <laughs> I barely
2: got it I just
4: wanted my spell slot back yeah.
2: Cool, okay Um, I mean, I'll give you an extra 15 minutes If there's anything you want to discuss Before you get to
3: I mean, I don't know, I think we're
4: We're oh, both in something. the same
3: boat, I think
4: uh, Flint, do you Do you know if they sent a message ahead Does Does her family know we're coming?
2: I'm going, to, I'm going to say that, yes. We'll flash back to Leosan. and says, we're sending message ahead
3: before your arrival. Cut in. It's funny. Okay,
4: good, because I really didn't want to be the one to break the news.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't want to have to show up and present uh, what our cargo for, for that.
4: Oh, God, don't call her cargo. Next time, say angry bees.
3: Oh. What are you hearing back
4: there? Angry bees.
3: Angry bees, of course. That makes way more sense. <laughs>
4: All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit in silence for for a minute here. Yep.
3: You um you round
2: a final bend that opens up into a larger clearing. Uh, you've seen from a little while ago uh, smoke kind of rising, not not like serious smoke, but like smoke from smokestacks for fires and that sort of thing. And you come into the clearing and you see a couple people uh, tending to some of the crops um, surrounding the. The, the complex the area, and they hear your carriage uh, and look up and um you see a noticeable drop in their posture um in their body language and the two um come to meet you on the trail and they say um uh." <clears throat> Uh, we haven't had many people th- through here <laughs> recently, and it's, uh, if, uh, are you Flint and Thea? Yeah.
4: Yes.
2: Of course. Um, I'm Johnzik. Uh, this is, uh, is Rulin. Um, uh, we, uh, we received, um, word that um, what what you're doing here um, come come with us, and they lead you uh, up the road and into the community. People begin to come out of their houses as they as they see you come, and it's. Not much needs to be said, I don't think. The brothers, John Zick, Rulon, Grund, Fabrier, Billure, and Varez all help you unpack the carriage, taking good care of the casket that was uh, packed and uh, more or less hidden beneath some other things in case of um, somebody coming and looking in. They, um, they pull the casket out and take it to a building, kind of to the back of the, of the, of their community. Rulin comes up to you as this is all happening, and he says, um, the, um, the the message didn't really have much in terms of what happened. Were were you two with her when when she when she died?
4: We were. She fought bravely.
2: Um, she, um, uh, she said she'd, she said she'd be back. Um, she's just hoping under, um, better, better circumstances, I guess. Um, come, uh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll make a meal, um. And um, there's been talk of uh, of, uh, of a, a burial ceremony next to our parents. Um, we'll do that uh, later. After everybody's had a chance to say goodbye. I hug him. He, um, he kind of goes a little stiff at your hug. But I hug then... him a
4: little tighter and then I say, Nulara wasn't much of a hugger at first either
2: no <laughs> she uh, she isn't it wasn't it wasn't was she um he returns the hut and uh, leads you to to a um communal house um where the uh, where everybody's kind of preparing a meal you sit down uh, with all of new Lara's family some of the kids come up and Start showing you different things of theirs,
4: <laughs> like kids do. <laughs> like kids, Look at this like rock, rock I, I found. Kids
2: totally do. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what kids do. It's fine.
4: Cool rock, kid.
2: They they make a meal. Everybody sits down. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty somber occasion. Obviously, um, there's not much chatter that goes on until the end of the night. Um, every, all the kids are being put to sleep and everybody's tidying up and uh, you're you're sitting with John Zick. And he says we hadn't seen much of new Lara until she was able to to come home uh, which was which was amazing. She mentioned how much she much she loved the two of you, and how you were, how you were family to her. Thank you for making sure she wasn't alone.
4: We're sorry. We, we couldn't do more.
2: I... She told me that it was going to be something that was hard won and hard fought and that there was a chance that she wasn't going to come back. So in some way I was prepared for this day. In other ways you can't you can't. You just can't. But don't don't be sorry. You were with her until the end. Fighting beside her, being with her. It's really... She wasn't meant to stay here. She was meant to be out there... Adventuring. Fighting. Doing right. And the outcome as hard as it is. It's what she... It's what she wanted. To see the world, the country, free.
4: I raise my glass. I assume we have glasses. There's uh, no way anyone's doing any nope, of this sober. No, I would sober. have to think so. I raise my glass and I say, to new Lara. She saved us all. Here here.
2: He raises his glass as well and takes a big swig.
4: So I could never ever ask before, but any good embarrassing stories?
2: The songs Nowhere Land, Lost Time, Blue Feather, The Machine Thinks, and At Rest are by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. <sighs> Name. Carlotta Botox. B O T O X. Spell the first name? It's actually Botox. B E A U T O X. <sighs> of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name. Okay, there. Who's on first? I know what's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C A R, as in the automobile. <sighs> L-O-T-T-A. Like, lot of talent. <laughs> wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. the f*** is an umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over okay, the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there we'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll bird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles. Available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.